Hey, you guys, it's Chi Chi. Just want to give you a quick disclaimer. The first 10 minutes, um, the sound may be a little fuzzy, but it does get better. So just stick with me, okay? All right, let's jump into the episode. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to the My Virgo Friend Podcast. I am your host, Chi Chi, and I got a special guest with me today, you guys. I have Charmy of Bi Astrology. Uh, but before we get into our special guest, let's go for our five deep breaths. I need you to inhale deeply and slowly through the nose and exhale through the mouth for five deep breaths. Let's go. Breathe in. good and let's take a sip of our beverage all right you guys so uh we're taking a sip and cheers to another episode of my virgo friend podcast shout out to we are in aries season so shout out to the fire signs the aries leo and sagittarius cheers shout out to the air signs gemini aquarius and libra gang cheers shout out to the earth signs virgo taurus and capricorn cheers and last but not least the uh who do we have what was the last side water the water baby how could I forget our Scorpios, Casters, and Pisces? Cheers, everyone. All right, so like I mentioned, we have a special guest. You guys know we hadn't had a guest on the My Virgo Friend podcast in so, so long. So we have our first guest for the 2022. We have Miss Sharmi of Bi Astrology. Hello, Sharmi. I'm excited to have you. Ah, I'm so excited here. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to get started. So you're reporting from the West Coast, yes? Yes, awesome. I see the your skin is just glowing. It's a nice reflection, you know, that it's just giving reminder of that sunshine and warm energy of the West Coast. Um, so Miss Charmy, tell us all about you. How old are you? Like just all about you. Yeah, so my name is Charmy. I am thirty years old. Yes. I'm from a small town in Pennsylvania, uh called State College, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I kind of grew up um, kind of in two worlds, always feeling like I was, like, not, I didn't quite fit in with, like, a lot of different types of people, because mm-hmm. um, I grew up so conservative. Um, but, yeah, I uh, went to school, studied acting, and then came out to Los Angeles. I've been in L.A. for about seven or eight years now. Nice. Really, really wild. Yeah. Uh, but I've been here for a, a, a hot minute. Um, and I've done a lot 
acting mm-hmm. stuff, but I've also done lots of writing stuff as well, especially as of recent. I just released my book in November. Come on. Cheers so, to that. Yeah, thank you. Cheers to that. That's amazing. That's like on my list of things to do. So that's I'm inspired by that. Yes. My own experience and what that's been like. Um, growing up queer and black in a small town. Yeah. And leaving that small town and going to a big city and like plunging in and being like, I don't think I'm straight. Like dating and the woes of dating in Los Angeles, I'm sure. Ooh. Like, it, I mean, I think in any city it's wild, but yeah. specifically in Los Angeles, it is. I've got stories. I've oh. got stories. I, look. <laughs> We want to hear them, too. I bet it's just all cutthroat and stuff. But we'll get to that in just a little bit, though. Um, Shami, what's your zodiac sign? Yeah, so I'm a Scorpio sign. Ooh. I am a Gemini rising, mm-hmm. and I am a Leo moon. Awesome. Okay, so uh, water sign, you got Scorpio sun. Um, you said yep. Gemini rising, so air rising. And then you said Leo moon, fire moon. Yes. Ooh, yes. I love a woman that knows her big three. Know your big three, you guys. Google it. Yes. Okay. What? Hey. Yes. Yes. You know what? If you don't mind going down and like just giving a quick little breakdown of like how you resonate with each placement of your big six, I would love that. Yeah. So I have a Virgo Venus. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm very particular, and like people give me the ick very quickly. Oh. So like, I'll, I'll be, I'll be like, they'll be like eating, and I'll be like, ew. Could you not? <laughs> like, like so silly. I heard somebody the other day say, um, Virgo Venuses are so picky that they always pick the wrong one, and I'm like, actually, oh. actually, I, I'm just so picky about the weirdest things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's my Virgo Venus. I have a Scorpio Mars and Mercury and Sun. Triple and, Scorpio. Uh, yeah, so lots of lots of Scorpio. Damn. The way that I talk, the way that I fight, the way that I think, like very, 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 very Scorpio. Uh huh. Very Scorpionic and secretive and mysterious. Mysterious. Like, what is she thinking? And yeah. Like, Ooh. With that Gemini rising too? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm learning, and that's, that's I guess, the, the good thing about it. I love Scorpios. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Big Scorpio energy over here, for sure. Yeah, it's like, I, I feel, my experience, Scorpio is just like, just straight to the point, you know, and then Virgos don't like to be wrong, so it's just like, look, let's just keep it real with each other. Yes. You know? Yes. And my mom is actually a Virgo, so, um, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay, so you mentioned stellium. I've heard that term, but I'm not certain of what it means. Yeah, so a stellium is essentially like when you have multiple planets um, in one sign or one house. So, for example, and it's got to be planets, so not necessarily like an asteroid like Chiron or anything like that. It's got to be like a specific 
all the big planets, Venus, Mercury, Mars, um, your sun, your, um, uh, yeah, Neptune, Uranus, like all of those Mm -hmm. big planets, if you have them all being in, um, let's say, for example, like Scorpio, they're all Scorpio, it just makes it, it's like a very intense version of Scorpio. Oh, wow. Okay. So daily routines and schedules are really, really important to me. Um, and I'm just like a little bit of a worker bee. Yeah. And um, just real quick, because you said your sixth house is ruled by Capricorn. And is that, because I'm learning, I, I love like natal charts, but I'm still learning about like what each house represents and stuff. So is that based on you being a Gemini rising? Because your rising serves as like your first house and then you count through the zodiac from there? Yes. Uh, your first house, uh, your first house would be like your that would be ruled by Leo. So then it goes on, like the whole mm-hmm. chart goes on until you get to your like your eighth house is um, Scorpio. Uh huh. So Right. It's okay, never like, ending. Like, what what house is my Mercury in and like how do I talk to what flavor do I talk to people? Mm-hmm. So it just like it just specifies things. Yes. Right. Yes, I love it. I love it. Okay, so you hit the big three. Which um of your big three, which do you most identify with? Definitely Scorpio. Yeah. expression uh huh i know that's right she said i'm gonna be in the light all right yes. <laughs> now now how do how does having a fire moon play out when it comes to like fights and battles and frustration and stuff I'm oh, sorry about that. No, it's been a while. This is totally okay. Like trying to like figure out the um systems and technology and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Close, but I'm here. I'm here for it. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for your patience and understanding this stuff. I, you know, anyway, ugh, I'm anyway. Virgo right now. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't have to be hypercritical of anything at all whatsoever. We can just chill. You know, <laughs> I have a, um, my Mercury is in Libra. So I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you know. don't ever apologize. <laughs> don't ever apologize ever, ever, ever. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Like I <laughs> literally have to tell myself that like, no, Sherelle, you're not sorry. You're not yeah. sorry. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We're working through it. Okay, so Miss Charmy, you mentioned that you're from a small town and you identify as bisexual, yes? yes I do. 100% okay. I. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, would you mind explaining like what that means for anyone that's like, what does bisexual mean? Because people have like misunderstandings about it. And I would love to hear your journey just through adolescence and teen years with just navigating yeah. through that. Yeah, so I actually came out as bi pretty recently, like three years ago. Oh, like sure. a year, a year before the pandemic, I came out. Um, and a lot of my friends were like, oh, I thought you were already out. Like, and I was like, no, I, this is a very new journey for me. So a year before the pandemic happened, I was in a relationship with a guy. It is fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> fine. Um, it wasn't super fulfilling, but I was in a relationship with a guy and I was like, something's off, but that's fine. Um, and then we broke up and I was like, thank God, finally, which is like such a mean thing to say. <laughs> that's how I felt. I was like, thank God. And yeah. then after that, I was just like, okay, what do I want? And I was like, man, like, I want to get out like dating and start like just being my, my Scorpio self and get myself yeah. out there again. And then I was like, what do I really want? And then I realized in that year of before the pandemic, I was like, oh, I like multiple genders. So for me, my definition of bisexuality is that I like my own gender and I like other genders. So um, it doesn't necessarily have to be like male, female. Sometimes it's like men, women, non-binary people, gender fluid people, Mm -hmm. uh, agender people. Like I just, I love really everyone. Um, I just love multiple genders. Yeah. And so I was in this like relationship with this guy. We broke up. I finally had to be like, okay, what do I want? And I realized that I really uh, wanted to explore being with like women and non-binary people. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of was like exploring that pre-pandemic, like right before the pandemic, I was like going on dates and finally like being a, a lot more open with myself and a lot less critical with myself. Yeah. And then the pandemic happened <laughs> and I had to really reevaluate um, what, my sexuality is because up until this point I had really put all of my weight of my sexuality on like my sexual partners or mm-hmm. how much sex I was having or my relationships or my situationships and I wasn't really being like oh like what's sexuality outside of sex like what does that mean to me yeah uh, so for the first time I was doing that for two years alone um trying to figure that out I moved back home trying to figure that whole thing out and being out to my family while I was home. And that was like a whole thing. Um, And yeah, I finally feel a little bit more secure in my, my sexuality. And of course, like, you know, you, you date people and you figure out, but what I'm learning right now about my Mm -hmm. own sexuality is that like, sometimes I put a little bit too much weight on my partners, like, or on people that I've dated. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like, Oh, like I slept with this girl. Like maybe I'm a lesbian. Oh, I slept with this guy. Like maybe I'm, maybe I am bi wait no maybe I am straight and it's like um dude yeah. like chill like just be just enjoy the experiences that you're having you're young yeah. like have fun mm-hmm. um and like don't put so much weight on every single experience but yeah I kind of always knew I was um bi but also never really had the language I grew up super religious and everybody you know, everybody told you growing up that you had to get married. And I thought yeah. you know, that was like what I centered most of my life around is mm-hmm. marriage and being with a man and pleasing a man. And so like my early twenties were all about just like pleasing men and being an experience for men. Yeah. I hate this. I, I know what you mean. This. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's like my sort of coming out in a very 
tight nutshell. Yes, I love it. And um, okay, so I'm curious to hear about your first girl date. Like, okay, was okay. it was it via an app? Was it like an intentional, like I'm on a date with a girl, or was it like you're just hanging out with a friend and she doesn't know that you're considering girl? You know what I'm saying? Like, what was it yeah. like? How was it set up? My first date with a girl that's wild because probably in my head at the time I was I was probably like oh my god this is such a big deal blah, 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 and freaking out and then like now I'm like who was that like mm. I don't even I don't even remember I do know that like my first like real sort of situationship with a girl date situation um that was really I mean it was really it was really fun like it was I didn't realize but um I didn't realize at the time but like you know you I I always I'm so used to dating cis men and so when I date cis men I always feel like there's like a script of how things go and you he opens a door and you you know know that if he like pays the bill then maybe you could go back to his place but you don't really have to but like there's like a script there's a dance and you're doing this dance working within this dance but like with men and non-binary people it always feels like the dance is like awkward it doesn't even feel like a dance it feels Um, like i don't even know who does what (laughs) yeah it's just it's really really weird so i don't know if i even remember the first date I went on with a girl like I don't remember the person I probably was very nervous and very excited and probably was like this is the pivotal point of my entire life and now I'm like who was that like who was the person I don't even remember who the person was um so like and that just kind of goes to show like you weren't so much in your head you just literally just being exactly exactly Just just be just be in it be present yeah um but yeah, I've I've had plenty of dates after that. And it it always is kind of like, you know, I'm just I'm still figuring a lot of stuff out about myself, honestly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And you were saying how like the dating scene in LA is like brutal. Do you have any anecdotes, any nuggets you're willing to share? I have so, I mean, I have so many. I went on a I mean, I, God, I have so many and I feel bad. Cause I'm like, I don't want these people to like, some of these people follow me and I feel bad. And I'll like mm-hmm. make memes thinking about these people in the back of my head. Yeah. And then, um, they'll like, like it or comment and be like, haha. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm laughing at you, darling, not with yeah, you. Exactly. I'm laughing at you. Um, yeah, no, I have so many, there has been so many like, wild and wacky experiences yeah um and so many good ones as well I mean I went on a date with this one oh my gosh there's there's so many how let's go Sharpie what time for you going on all these dates huh I've got to I mean oh cheers cheers to my Scorpio stellium where I'm like constantly in a talking phase with somebody let's Um, go a rotation a a rotation (laughs) um Let's see. Um, okay, so I went on a date with this one Let's person. Go. And it was really, it was really, it was a good date. It was a good date. I didn't know, like, if I was feeling the person. They actually, I'm not going to say they're really excited because they're going to know who this yeah. is. But they were an earth sign. And that I really, I really liked them a lot. They were cool. Uh-huh. They were really cool. Yeah. Um, but then they were, like, telling me, they basically had, like, a 
preparedness kit for like if the world were to end okay uh, and they're like would you like to see that and I was like sure I guess I guess and, like, their parents were like these like big missionaries that were like like a pop like apocalyptic missionaries that thought the world was gonna end yeah um, and they get got them this like giant like three foot backpack of like a bunch of stuff when like God comes back and like takes all of his children and leaves everybody and what all all that stuff yeah that was pretty that was pretty wild and crazy um I also had like really good dates where it's like I went to like this party with this like beautiful Sagittarius. I yeah. love Sagittarius. Um, cheers to the Sagittarius, y'all. Cheers to the fire signs, honestly. Fire I, signs. I love a good fire sign. But I went <laughs> on a, a fire sign, a, a Sagittarius, and we were like on a rooftop, like drinking and watching the entire like city and like talking and laughing. And it was really like, that was a really, really, really good date. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, a lot of dates have been disastrous and like and awkward, Uh like really weird and really awkward people and like great characters. Like these are people are definitely going to be written into a script. Yeah. uh, Because. Okay. But they're just, there's so many weirdos. There's so many weirdos. Oh gosh. I can't imagine. Um, Okay, so like when it comes to going on a date with another girl, you you mentioned like how it could be like awkward of like who does what and stuff. Have you ever had any experience of like, like just being super obsessive or like territorial? Like I've heard horror stories about like lesbian relationships, how they're like super catty and stuff. So can you, do you have any experience with that? Yes, I do. Hey. Uh, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just getting out of a, a situation trip that ended pretty badly. So I'm just like, should I say? Oh. Um, but yes, I, there's definitely, um, th- there's definitely this like thing that happens in queer timelines where things move very quickly, mm-hmm. like, very, very quickly and turn it into like, it's like, okay, we're together. We're, 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 we're seeing each other every day. It's like this thing. And yeah. I actually have never thought that was cool or cute or like, yeah. I don't, I, I'm not one to like jump into stuff, yeah. but like, like only really dated cis men. And like, I, my romance for like cis men like takes a very long time. So yeah. I don't really do that at all whatsoever. Um, but when it comes to like queer relationships, it just, the timeline is so quick. You're constantly like, you have so much in common with this person. You like yeah. them. Emotions are so, for me, feel so much more intense. Yeah. Um, and it's just, things move very quickly. So yeah, I mean, you can say they're, they're catty. You can say they're obsessive. Yeah. But also they're just like, they just move very quickly. Just melt into you. But I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Give me my space. Yeah. I just, I need, I'm just such a, Scorpio that I'm just like I need time to like think about if I actually like you or if I'm being swept away in this moment yeah and yeah 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 but yes they they are different we're yeah. so I'm um, going back to like whenever you came out like if I if I did the math right were you going through like your dark night of the soul transition because it was like your late 20s right yeah so that was actually I sort of like came out during my Saturn return yes so, that's what I meant the Saturn return Yes. Yeah. So 
I think for a lot of people, it's like different lingo, like, you know, it's sad on return or, you know, you're just about to turn 30 or whatever. Right. Sad on return for sure is when I was like, okay, I'm out. What does this mean for me? And then the pandemic happened and I had to move back home and everything was stripped from me. And um, I had to figure out what that meant for me personally. So yeah, Yeah. definitely during my sad on return. It was rough. It was a rough one. Um, now going back to like your upbringing, like with like religion and stuff, did that play a role at all in you waiting to like so-called come out or waiting to like tap into like, what do I really like? And what do, you know? Absolutely. I think my religion really taught me a lot of really toxic, internalized biphobia, internalized misogyny, internalized misogynoir. Like my religion Mm. really taught me how to hate myself a lot. And um, I never was really asked, like, what do you want out of a relationship? What do you want out of a healthy relationship? I was always told, this is what a healthy relationship looks mm-hmm. like. This is what you need to be. This, mm-hmm. is, what, this is what God wants for you. Yeah. Um, and that always, like, messed with me. So when it came to, like, coming out, even though I hadn't, like, been going to church because I was like, this is intense. Once I came to LA, I was just like, I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not re-traumatizing myself anymore. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I, I just felt like sort of lost and I didn't know why I felt lost. And I thought like, oh, like maybe, I don't know. I felt like God maybe hated me or I felt like my family would hate me. My religion, people in my religious circle would hate me for, for coming out. But the truth was that like, I had internalized all the things that I was taught as a kid, mm-hmm. um, purity culture through so many things. And I had been the one that internalized it. So I had to be the one that, even though I wasn't the one that did it to myself, I wasn't the one that made up all these scary things so that I could like sell a book or like whatever. Right. I had to be the one to unpack it and undo all of the religious trauma. And it was yeah. really tough. Yeah. Uh, but, and I'm still working through so much, but I'm pretty happy that I did because I just feel so much freer. <laughs> like, yes! You're allowed to be bi. Being bi is such a gift and such a beautiful, beautiful thing. The yeah. idea that you can love multiple genders is like, that is sacred. That is holy. Like, I don't think there's anything more holy and sacred than that. So um, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, that it's been a journey, but it's, it, I'm happy that I'm, I'm where I'm at. So, yes. Yeah. So the pandemic, because you said, um, because you said you moved back home. Where's home for you? Is is it not LA, right? Yeah, it's not in LA. It's Pennsylvania. So after the pandemic, when you move back home, then you move to LA. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, was so moving. I was in LA for about six years. The pandemic happened. I moved back home for eight months, and then I moved back to LA. Well, let's go with the return. Yes. She said, I'm coming back. Damn it. Yes. Exactly. True return. Let's go. So, okay. So that what is it safe to say that kicked off like your spiritual journey and everything? Yeah. I think all, that whole time during my Saturn return was really yeah. a time of like a spiritual awakening. Like truly, yeah. I was trying to understand so much about myself and just like really tapping into like, okay, what do I want? And it's like, I want to be really connected to myself. Mm-hmm. And how do I do that? Okay. I meditate. Okay. I listen to, to sound baths. Okay. I, I connect with myself and what does that look like for me? And so mm-hmm. that spiritual awakening happened. Yeah. During my Saturn return. Yeah. What, what were some of the symptoms you felt? Like, what were some of the things you felt that was like, something is going on here? Yes. I remember actually there was like, 
of like a ringing in my ear for a really long time. And I was like, what is that? What is like, why do, why, why am I feeling like there's like a ringing in my ear? I'm oh, like, shit. I feel like I'm like called to like, look this up. So mm. I looked it up and like, apparently it's like, that's the start of your, your, your spiritual journey. It's like a ringing in the ear. Yeah. Um, I also felt like this calling that I needed to be doing something greater than myself. And yes. I didn't know what that meant. I was just like, I just know that I need to do something bigger than myself. And that's actually how I started by astrology. I started by astrology back home during my Saturn return because uh-huh. I was bored and I was sad and I was lonely and I didn't have any queer friends around me. And I was in a conservative town and, and living with like some family members that weren't super accepting of my sexuality. And so I couldn't outwardly be like myself. And anytime yeah. I talked about my sexuality or I talked about like, oh, dating a girl or something like that, I just was met with so much judgment and shame and um I just couldn't do anything so I like turned to my phone and I was like okay I'm gonna start this account and I started the account right before I moved out of my old apartment and kick-started by astrology and by the time I came back to LA by astrology had been like on a roll and so yeah yeah, it was just it it was really good and then I and then I wrote my book and yeah it just like started so much so that's how I love it but but in the best way possible yes and so like you know with spirituality there's so many different pathways you can go you know like some people do the yoga route some people do like um you know herbs and like going back to atr african traditional religion and you know there's just so many different pathways to spirituality and like just attaining your higher self what interests you the most um I actually right before this I did some yoga (laughs) (laughs) let's go um I love like moving my body and getting energy through my body that's something that I I I do quite a bit actually yeah um I also I mean I listen to a lot of like I don't know like spiritual advisor type people but I do it in a way that's like non um like organized religion you know I try to like listen to certain astrologers and like think about like what the week will look like and spiritually how I can connect with myself based on what's happening in the stars. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, um, I just take in a lot of information about like spirituality and like meditating, like meditating has been like a big cornerstone of my helping with my anxiety. Yeah. wake up every morning and I meditate Mm -hmm. except for not moving but every single morning during the week I wake up and I go straight to meditating Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah like my spiritual practice is like very much very much that just connecting with my connecting with myself in the best ways that I can yeah what's your uh, method of meditating do you like lay down are you sitting up in indoors outdoors um, I do it indoors. I do it in bed. I love this app. It's called the Channing app. Um, Channing, okay. Channing Nichols is an astrologer who is incredible. Yeah. Um, and she has an app and um, she has like, like the week, the horoscopes, your chart, all that stuff. And there's a tab that says meditate. And I just, I use that. I use like YouTube videos. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of like free 99. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Uh, don't give money to like white people. Hey. Um, so, um, so, so yeah, that's, that's, that's what I do. I, I'm, I'm like snuggled in bed and like have my uh, noise canceling headphones in and yes. like relaxing and meditating. Mm-hmm, setting the vibes. I love listening to the binaural beats on YouTube. Yes. Just let it play like, hmm, what chakra do I want to work with today? All right, yeah. heart chakra, you're up. 
Oh, I love that. Oh, yes. yes. Or the astral projection, you I've know. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 777 hertz or whatever, but they have an astral projection one. Yes. You know, I, I play like um, whenever I leave, because uh, I have a chihuahua. So anytime I leave, I leave on the music form, the music for dogs, you know, oh, or I'll do like the uh, the chakra music to like clear your home. Yeah. I'll leave that. So it's like, so it's, you know, setting the vibes, you know? Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so we're talking about spirituality. So, with astrology, has that always been a part of you, or was that like recently with your awakening? No, that's recent. I actually, that's another like that's all within the last three years. So my hey. friend, my friend, my really good friend is an astrologer, uh-huh. and we have a mutual friend who was at the time living in Canada, but she's Australian. But she was basically like, you guys need to meet each other. You're both Scorpios. And we met and we realized we have the same exact birthday, the same exact sun sign, obviously, but we also have the same exact moon sign, the same year. She read my chart and explained things to me that I had never even said out loud before. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. Um, And she's like, she's a Capricorn rising. I'm a Gemini rising, but she's a Capricorn rising. So Uh she says it like, not in like a woo-woo spiritual way. She's just like matter of fact about it. Yeah, straight to the point. Oh yeah, like your Mars is in Scorpio in this house. And like, that means that you need to talk to people in this certain way. And you have really hard issues with boundaries specifically with this. And I was just like, how did you, like, you don't know me. I literally am just meeting you. Yeah. So through her and her like, her own like understanding of astrology like I'll be like oh I'm like dating this like Leo son like what should I do and she'll be like okay her house is in your moon which means yeah. you might have issues with struggles and da, 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 and she'll like break it all down so it's uh-huh. just like it's been very very helpful having an astrologer as a friend yes. um, for sure <laughs> uh-huh and so like with your, your journey for like content creation stuff, cause I know you say you wrote your book, you're managing the bio astrology, um, Instagram page. You guys, um, if you're not already following her, please give her a follow right now. Tell her Chi Chi sent you. Thank you. Yeah. But, um, with managing an Instagram page, like what are your views on that? Like Instagram been pissing me off for like the past year with like shadow banning and stuff. Like what are your views? Instagram is a weird platform yes Instagram is a very very weird 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 platform and like the thing is is that I have multiple plans in the sixth house so I have very Capricornian energy sometimes Uh and so and I'm obsessive because I'm a Scorpio so I try to find healthy ways to obsess so sometimes I'll watch videos on how to like hack the algorithm oh wow okay like years before I started by astrology like what to do, what are the new hacks, what are the hashtags that you need to be using, what, and it's exhausting, it like, is. it's exhausting, um, but somehow it does work for me at this particular point in time, but Instagram is trash, because Instagram, the way they shadow ban sex workers, Black people, trans people, just LGBTQ people in general, yeah. like, I mean, it's horrific, it is horrific um but yeah it's a love-hate relationship because I'm like I love the community of biology people that I've I've built like I have been going through like a really weird situation to break up which is like really tough um the sweetest like I like will post a vulnerable like picture being like situationship breakups are so incredibly difficult and nobody talks about this especially if you're bi femme and you're dating 
and like you want to feel wanted and you know so I'll post that and then my, my community will like I'll get messages on messages on messages of people just being like you can work through it here's a song here's a TikTok here's a this here's a that and I'll like share like, this continuous cycle where I'm sharing it with other people yes and it's really really beautiful because you know, dating as a bi femme, dating as a black bi femme is really challenging and really yeah. difficult and finding your footing and, you know, not being an experience for other people and trying to center yourself is, is very, it's very, it's a, it's a lot. Um, yeah. But having this community of people has been so impactful, empowering. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Healing. Love-hate relationship with Instagram. Yeah, like it's it's so frustrating. It's like for the for the number of followers I have, I'm not getting the engagement, like not even close. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's just very frustrating. It's like, like, where should I pivot this energy? Like I've been wanting to um, invest more time in YouTube on my YouTube channel and stuff. But it's like TikTok is like the way to go. And I'm like, I just it just seems so time consuming to do all that content cre- creation for a reel. And then it still may not hit. Yeah. You know, and that's so- the thing too is Instagram rewards consistency mm. and you have to be consistent. Like I remember when I first started by astrology, um, I got, I, you know, I was consuming all this information and research about Instagram and it said post every single day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, okay, I'll post every single day. And you genuinely have to, like when I was first starting, I would not miss a day. Every yeah. single day post something every single day at the same exact time I would post I would post and post even if I had like 600 followers at 600 followers I remember when I had 20 followers yes and and then I got a thousand and then I got six thousand like you Instagram really rewards consistency if you post every single day that's like a hack and then now they're like reels are like a big thing so like post reels like even if they're stupid every freaking day I also, I'm also like self-conscious and I'm like, eh, I don't want to post a reel every day right? anymore, but you know, you know it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. So what's next for you, my love? Yeah. I mean, I'm actually taking my book and turning it into a web series right now. Yes. And so uh, I'm really excited about turning my crazy, wacky, wild dating experiences and turning that into uh, a web series that people can consume online or consume on a TV show or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited about that. I think that's like the next big adventure for me. So, Cheers yeah. to you. That's yeah. amazing. Thank you. Cheers. Congrats in advance. Thank you. I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. I've got so many characters and so many people that I've dated in the past that I'm like, ooh. But yeah. this is horrible to live in, but this is going to be great art one day. So, yeah. Oh, the artistry. Exactly. The artistry in the end. So um, you had mentioned how like it, it can be challenging dating as a um, bi-femme woman. Um, is there anything you want to like share that people just need to know or be aware of, like a call to action to spark yeah. change? Yeah, I think like when it comes to being a bi-femme, I also am like on my own journey of like, deconstructing and decolonizing my own dating choices and like really looking into like why have I dated the types of cis men that I have dated I yeah. to date them okay how do I unpack that and doing that work is really challenging and I think also like when it comes to being a bi femme specifically who's black it's I mean people just like 
you know, fetishize you. A lot of people will fetishize you. A lot of people mm-hmm. are insecure because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you're a guy. Like you attract attention from multiple genders. And it's like, yeah, because I'm a bad bitch. Like, okay, you see the material. You should too. And so a lot of people are like very insecure about that. Um, And so it's like weeding out the people that are not worthy of your time is really difficult, especially when you are a bifem and you're used to getting the crumbs. Like you're used to getting the like last in the barrel. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to have to like just deal with this person. It's like, no, you get to be the casting director to your play, to your play of your dating experience. Like you don't have to take whoever just comes into your life. You get to filter out people and say, no, I'm specifically looking for this type of person in my life. And if you don't fall into that, you're a great person, but like, Mm -hmm. no, pass, no. And that's pretty difficult to do. It takes a lot of discipline. Uh, You know, it's really easy to fall back into toxic patterns and be like, well, you know, the sex is really good or, oh, you know, they were really nice to me. They made me feel special, but I was actually in therapy and my therapist mm-hmm. said, you know, you don't have to work to be special, right? You just are by being. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I never <laughs> knew that. My Leo moon is like, what? I'm, I I'm that. awesome. <laughs> what does that mean? And it's like, yeah, like you are special on your own. So if anybody yeah. is listening to this and they're like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm dating and I'm failing and da da da. It's like you are special on your own, and you will find mm-hmm. your person on your own. And yeah. actually, sometimes that person is you. Like you need to love yourself. Yes. Um, and so I think that's the biggest lesson that I've learned in dating as a bi black friend is just like really listening to my intuition, mm-hmm. really being the casting director of my dating life, Come and on. saying no, I deserve, I deserve good things. Absolutely. Um, Sharmi, do you believe there's a correlation between spirituality and sexuality? Oh, yeah. I mean, as a Scorpio, sex is spiritual to me. Every, yeah. Like every sexual experience, whether it's with myself, with another person, is a spiritual, is a spiritual practice. Like, yes. Like, I mean, I've looked up sex magic and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, beyond that, I just think like, I, I don't know. Manifesting during sex is very important. I think it is a 100% like a spiritual practice. Yes. I've always thought that. I've always, always thought that. Um, even like in my teens, I thought that. And pastors would say, they would kind of allude to that, but I never understood how it worked for me. Mm-hmm. And now as I'm older, I'm like, oh, okay, sex magic. Like, yeah. And, and manifesting at the same time is powerful like yes. if people call in th- some things in your life that uh-huh. you never even thought you could yeah. um 100% sexuality sex and spirituality for me go hand in hand yes uh orders rose stat yeah. <laughs> I heard great things about that rose yes yeah I've heard lots of things I, I don't know I I, <laughs> I I get sent some some great products that I'm like are my go-tos, but the rose is not one of them. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. So, yeah. The reason why I was asking about like the intersection between like spirituality and sexuality, just because like, like you mentioned, like just growing up in a church, you know, they preach about like, just don't, you know, abstinence, just don't do anything, you know? And um, I don't know. It just feels like it, it begins that stifling of energy, you know, that can, tr- that can bleed over into your sexuality, you know, just understanding like who you are. Yeah. And it's like, it's like breeding this like version of shame. Yes. 
shaming yourself Planting the seed. or enjoying something. Yes, especially, enjoyment. Especially women. Like in, in you like you're not allowed to enjoy an orgasm. You're right. not allowed to enjoy sex by yourself. You're not mm-hmm. allowed to enjoy these things. And it's like, why? Because and you're not allowed to enjoy to want sex soon, you know, like so yeah. soon. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it's like, I can, I get to be the casting director of my own life. Okay. And like, if I want to have sex on the first date, I can. Boom. If I don't want date and I just want to get to the sex, I'm allowed to do that. Okay, um, I know so who I am. Yeah, I just, I think people should be really empowered by this idea of like really being the, you are the king, the queen, the whoever, the royalty of your own life. You get yes. to what you want and you're allowed yeah. to feel pleasure. Right? Yeah, so- I love that. And um, I don't know, like how you were saying, like when you just tap into, like, I know for me, like, well, not for me, because no, not for me. But like some people, they just like whenever they have that sexual breakthrough or that sexual release, the creativity just like flows out of them. Yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. It's that stifling. and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. It's like that stifling energy of like, yeah. yeah I definitely think like I guess that that is like the sacral chakra, mm-hmm. and that is a part of like creativity. So it, it makes total sense that somebody would feel more creative by you know being more sexual and that doesn't mean like go out and just like everything people that you don't know their energies or you don't know their intentions that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying like find what works for you and what's pleasurable for you and lean into that specifically Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's so many people that's like fun, like with Age of Aquarius, like there's so much sexual awakening and enlightenment happening, you know, with people just being more accepting of like throuples and poly and polyandry and all that stuff and bisexuality, you know, it's just everyone's just like opening their eyes and just being a little more compassionate and it's a beautiful thing, you know, but yeah, it's just so important to be reminded of like what you like and what you want because it's so easy to, you know, be conditioned to to think that your pleasure is someone else's decision. You know what I'm saying? And we have to remember, like, we have autonomy over our bodies. And like you said, what, being the casting director of our lives? Yeah. All right. And just giving ourselves permission to experience pleasure. Oh, yeah, that's also to say, like, um, with Age of Aquarius, there's a lot of people, like, you know, I'm 34, you know, that's like not, that's not in their 20s, but they're, like, older than that. And they're like, oh, snap, I realized my whole life I hadn't really give myself permission to uh, enjoy things, to enjoy pleasure, you know? So luckily, like, with this new generation, they're just like, fuck that, man. I'm having fun. (laughs) I'm here to have fun. We having fun. I love that. And there's nothing wrong with that. So absolutely. I I, I love that you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. Well, Miss Sharma, do you have any final words for us before we let you go? I've enjoyed you so much. Yeah, I've enjoyed being here. I think the, the final... I guess the final takeaway um, or maybe the final word is just um, to really tap into yourself. I think your relationship with yourself is the longest one you'll ever have. It's Mm. the most spiritual and connected relationship that you'll ever have. And Mm. um, yeah, whether you're dating somebody or you're not dating somebody or monogamous or poly or whatever, um, your relationship with yourself is number one and really like honing that garden is really really deeply important and once you lean into that all good things come from that so yeah that's my 
final word. <laughs> that is beautiful. And that's so on brand with the Aries energy, because when you came in, the first thing you said was just being like when it came to exploring your bisexuality, you wasn't like so much your head to putting a label on everything. You was just being just yeah. exploring and being in the body. And then with your final word, just saying like really recommitting to yourself. And like I've heard the saying the relationship with yourself is the longest one you'll ever have but it's just something about hearing it like the way you said it just now and it, it just reminded me like it's important to speak and give your message because people can hear the same thing but when they hear it from you or the way you put it, it like oh shit now it makes sense you know so thank you for being a reminder to me to just keep doing this like this podcasting thing and you you keep doing your content creation you know it's it's helping people and it's healing. I know for me, when I speak, I, I'm helping people, but I'm also really helping myself. You exactly. Know? 100%. Yeah, it's important. So yeah, just thank you for giving us that, that reminder that we have permission to just feel good and to just be in our body and, you know, call the shots in our life. You know, yes. we just have to know who we are and yes. our relationship with ourselves is the longest one we'll ever have. That's going to resonate in my head all day. It's like, damn, like, I'm not going to be committing myself to, you know, fleeting energies that don't respect what I am. Razzle, dazzle, Charmy. I razzle, dazzle. Dazzle, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I love you. All right, my love. Well, I've, like I said, I really enjoyed it. This episode will be ready next week. But um, but yes, you guys, uh, like I said, this is Miss Charmy from By Astrology. I believe it's B-I underscore astrology. Yes. please follow her on instagram i'll have her handle listed in the show notes um and again just continue to support black content creators we out here trying to help people okay we out here doing the work we out here just being uh, vulnerable with the world and just you know letting god spirit universe use our vessel you know for the greater good so yes please continue to support black content creators and just thank y'all for your support of the podcast remember you can email me at chi chi c-h-e-c-h-e at myregalfriend.com meditation meetup is going to be saturday april 2nd at 7 30 at somica if you're in orlando or surrounding areas um and what else and yes i'll have more episodes coming soon if you have somebody you want to see on the podcast let me know if there's a podcast you want me to be featured on let them know and let me know too but we just thank y'all so much for tuning in and miss charmy thank you so much my love